Okay. This is going to be how we do it. This is how we do it. It's Friday night. I love that song. I sing it to myself all the time. No, you do Yes, I do. The party's here on the west side. So I've done some party and I get it. I up. hate that song. Designated driver, take the keys to my truck. And then the part that I normally sing to myself is the rap part. Once upon a time in 1994, Montel had no money on his life, so was salt. And all he said was 6'8", he stood, and people thought the music that he made was good. I could go on. All right. Man. <laughs> Why did I sing that? Gee. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm startled. I mean, Aaron. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about International Karate Plus, and I might sing a little bit of This Is How We Do It. No, no more. Good God. <laughs> Um, That's not how you do it. So, uh, we're going to start out with some feedback. Uh, the Cake is a Lie Gaming wrote in about Fiendish Freddy. He said that uh, he even he struggled to get it work even with his A1200 back in the day, even with the Kickstart 1.3 disc. He said, more recently I had, it, I had to set up a pure A500 build on WinUAE and run it from the ADFs, and even then it was still a bit glitchy. That's weird, because it ran like... But uh, on it the must be, you know, they, they tweak those those uh, WHD load files like nobody's business. Yes. Hopefully we'll get you taken care of on that. You yeah. don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Uh, Adam Bradley wrote in, and uh, he received his Defender of the Crown Collector's Edition. It's funny. I saw the picture. It took about six times less time for him to receive it from the United States as it did for us to receive it from Germany. It's funny. I, <laughs> I was on the English Amiga boards, and I was watching... Um, uh, some people talk about it, you know, and this is they're a little bit older and they were waiting for it to show up. And one guy's like, Yeah, I finally got my copy. Sven had written my address wrong twice. And I thought to myself, Wait a minute, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been some sort of the labeling program that he used or whatever, but maybe Sven's a little jumpy or they might be a little jumpy with the pen. Um, so uh, he said, this just arrived at the office. Huge thank you to you guys. Uh, he said, my parents purchased my first Amiga 500 around 1989. I don't remember how many hours I played Defender of the Crown during that time, but it was a lot. So I'm glad that he won it because he, yeah, he yeah, really yeah. appreciated it. That was it. nice. And he seemed real pleased with it, too. And his and co-workers were chiming in, too, on that. Yeah, said. yeah. So, uh, Adam, glad you received it. Yeah, congratulations and uh, enjoy. Now, I've got uh, something kind of neat to share with you. Uh, Duncan Stiles wrote in. He lives in Maidstone, which is in Kent. <laughs> All right. Are you where Kent is? Kent, uh, in the UK. That's correct. Um, the, there's a site, digitalspy.com. They published the 30 best Amiga games that, devi- that defined Commodore's classic computer. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So uh, 30. 30. 30. Now, that's, a, that's a broad stroke. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to ask you to try and name them in order, but would you like to guess what number one is? Lemmings. That's number two. Okay. They define the Amiga. Mm-hmm. Defender of the Crown. Defender of the Crown did not make the list. I think they Are mostly... Are you kidding me? Well, they mostly chose good games. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. I like Defender of the Crown. All these games are solid. Well, I'm just saying, define the Commodore Amiga. That's true. They did the I mean, Think about when that came out. You're like, oh, good God Almighty. Yeah. Um, oh, let me think for a moment. Define, I mean, Lemmy's is number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shadow of the Beast. Shadow of the Beast, again, they only chose good games. Wow, they didn't pick that on the list so, either. I'm going right? to read you this, the top ten. Is this garbage? No, this okay. is good. This is a good list. I'll be the judge of that. Okay. Number one, Secret of Monkey Island. You're supposed to start with number ten. Number ten, Bubble Bobble. Again, it's a game that everyone loves. I'm not... Maybe I just haven't gotten it. I haven't played it that much. Maybe it'll hit me like... Uh, look okay, what kids okay. did. Number nine, James Pond 2, Robocod. Now, are these the best ten games, or are these the... When you say... I thought you said define the system. I thought you missed stuff that really, you know... Somebody came up with this list. Okay, go ahead. I'm, okay. I'm listening. Number eight, Another World. Okay, tremendous. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Cannon Fodder. Yes, very good. Six, Sensible Soccer. Very good, hey. Okay. Now, five is a game that we haven't covered on the show yet. Baffling. But um, but Dreamcatcher did write about it. WizKid, the sequel to WizBall. Okay. So we'll have to check that out. Wow, and what number? That was number five. So that was uh, how I thought of it. Yeah. It's funny because I've heard very little about that in my years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, put it on the list, Boat. Uh, number four was Elite. 
mm-hmm. goes without saying. I uh, like Frontiers better, but that's just me. Number three, this is that game that we hear about all the time. It's got a huge following, just not with us, Rainbow Islands. Yeah. I, I've, I've played it in the arcade version a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Did you play this on Amiga's Play? I can't remember. Didn't we do a whole episode on Rainbow Islands? Did we do? I can't remember. It's, we did so many. I don't I'm remember. pretty sure we did. Might have. Yeah. Um, number two was Lemmings, and of course, number one, Secret of Monkey Island. Secret of Monkey Island, I'll, I'll give you that. Now, there are some, like, Zool is number 11. I don't know. There's a lot of arcade. <laughs> is Lionheart in the list? Lionheart's not there. Oh, what the? Um, there's a couple, like, I don't really agree with having the arcade conversions on here. That's, that's That was a bunch of the top yeah, ten. Yeah, Hang, Bubble Bobble. Um, Gods okay. made the list. They barely squeaked in at number 30. I like Gods. I know you do. I know you do. Uh, you like Gods. I was gratified that we've played almost all of the games on the top 30 <clears throat> we've reviewed for the show. It's not good, though. What are we going to play in the future? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to play. <laughs> number 15, Jimmy White's Whirlwind Snooker. And ironically, I believe that's the same fellow that did this game. Really? Let me have a look here. Jimmy White? Uh, yeah, Jimmy White's Whirlwind. Yeah. Wow, Arch McLean. And the what reason the they hang out, these two, those, the two guys are buddies huh. to this day. They still hang out. They may have became buddies. With that's that. awesome. I'll, I'll mention that later on. But that's kind of funny you mentioned that. All right. Yeah, so snooker. That sounds good. We'll try that. I think sometime. I think I found our game for next week. Uh-huh. Well, two two of these in a row. I think it's the same outfit. Yeah. Do you have a game that you want to play for next week? I got nothing. All right. I got nothing. Um, so let's see the other games that we haven't played yet on this list. Um, we haven't done Dune Two, which I guess is an early form of an RTS. It, it's very, it's got a very good reputation. Uh, Syndicate, which also which has just very got good, a great yeah. reputation. Uh, Batman the movie, you know, it sold a lot of A five hundreds in that pack. I uh, the movie didn't do much for me, but I really like Jack's performance in that. Um, the games, meh. I haven't played it for a long time. To be honest the rest me. of these games, we've played them all. International Karate. We haven't played. Plus. We haven't played uh, Secret of Monkey Island. Oh, yeah, you're right. Number one game we haven't played. So <laughs> I guess I've that might be a, so that might have to be a two parter because yeah. that's a, that game is. But star actually we did Super Stardust. Stardust is on there. You you refused to do oh, Elite yeah, I did too. Refuse to do you, Elite. you you kicked that one to the ash can. Maybe once uh when once I get those new WHC load files we'll we'll do Elite. Um, so that was the list. I just thought it was interesting. Thank you, Duncan. For I don't uh, agree with the in. list, but it's, it's not the worst list ever. We'll have our uh, our next episode 100s right around the corner. We'll have our next power rankings. Are you out. kidding me? It's gonna be in June. Dang, we done that many, eh? Yeah, who'd have thunk it? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Eric Nelson wrote in. Well, actually, I think he didn't really write in so much as he posted this on Twitter, and then I saw it. Um, <laughs> he didn't know it, but he wrote in. Um, That's feedback. He he linked to a, a new game called Bridge Strike, and Bridge Strike is a it's kind of like a modern river raid for the Amiga. It's, okay, it's, it's a new game it for the Amiga. Nice, it? Yeah, it looks great. I, I love River Raid. Uh, One of my favorite games of all time, and uh, it's a game. I don't hate it. It's okay. I love, Atari, it. I, I love it. I love its pastoral setting. You know, it doesn't have like weird alien growths all over it. It just it looks like you're just driving through like peaceful land, kind of like you know, blowing crap up. Blowing crap up. That's why I like Blue Max. Same Blue thing. Max is the same way. Yeah. It's it's just like it's a, a isometric lovely, river. Yeah, lovely pastoral setting yeah. where you blow up people and go across bridges. Yeah, they yeah. might not even be bad guys. Right. And so um, now is this is this currently available to play? This is still in development. Um, it's going to be, you need to have at least, it won't run on an A500. you got to have an O2O 0 processor, which I guess is the 2000. Uh, 1200. 1200, okay. So, um, but. Yeah, I'm em, in. But for emulation, it'll work just fine. <laughs> so, uh, thanks, Eric, for uh, writing about that. And then there's also, I put a link to it on the Google Plus page. Yeah. Both from Indie Retro News, who first broke the story, and then the original thread on the EAB boards, which that. That's really the place to go. Yeah, I get on there all the time. It's it's just not, it's uh, indie indie retro doesn't screw around. They get in there real quick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, why don't you uh, you got any any other? Oh yeah, I got news. news. Okay, news. let's hear it. Uh, well, this is sort of wacky news, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, they have uncovered a new. It's not new. It's a wacky old new extended ROM for the CDTV. Really, uh, someone uncovered it in a. In a, a, a uh, the early developer version. It's real old, too. Uh, so I thought that was kind of neat. You know, I would love to have a CDTV just because they're cool looking. Have you ever seen one? No. 
they look like a, a very sleek um, shelf-based entertainment unit. You know, this the CDTV was the really the first. It was Commodore's first attempt at a real multimedia. It's like the 3DO of Commodore. It right? is it, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. except that much, much more horribly handled. <laughs> I remember when it came out, it was like fifteen kabillion dollars, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I can never get one of those," but it plays CD-ROM. Yeah, oh, did it have its own version of Sherlock Holmes consulting? Did it that probably come? did. <laughs> it pro, you know, that it predates the big miss and mm-hmm. and whatnot. But anyway, all that was kind of neat that they they came across that. Um, <clears throat> something else I thought was neat is that uh, a fellow, and I, the only reason I mentioned this because I've kind of followed the development of this, a fellow has actually developed a angled PCMCIA adapter to uh, use uh, to basically it's for people that have the tower ca- uh, tower um, computers that, that so they can use the PCMCIA slot or right. something. Right. You know, so kind of neat. <clears throat> it's uh, I believe it took him four revisions, but they they finally got it down. I don't. Know if they're available for sale yet, uh, but they're they're basically what what it'll do is it'll effectively make it so you can get one of those compact flash adapters to stick mm-hmm. on there, which is I've got one. Now, why what what makes the angle so important? <clears throat> I think it's just the way it sits in the case. It just with you. I'll, I'll put up a picture. There's a of picture it for right there on YouTube. Um, I used to have a two. I've had a owned a two thousand and a three thousand and a four thousand T. That's at one point. You had a four thousand T. Yeah. That's a whole other story. All those things were sold, uh, but uh, 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 the uh, it's funny. You think those are great. The twelve hundreds uh, uh, is it's not expandable as the uh, those things that you can do a lot of stuff with. But I mean, with the vampire stuff coming out and whatnot, you can it, really the twelve hundreds. I think it's sort of top of the food chain. I mean, people will dispute that, but for me, it doesn't take up a lot of space. Right. You know, I, I really like it. But yeah, that's it right there. Um, <clears throat> something else I thought was neat. This is a real wacky story. So, um, there was a game that was coming out for the uh, Sega 32X, which I now have, as you know, brag brag, mm-hmm. um, that I got at the uh, flea market. Um, there was a game coming out for it, but it was called uh, X Men Mind Games. Mind Games. And it was a. Uh, and it was a retirement that was never finished or completed. And so what someone has done is taken the uh, game and ported it to the CD32. And so you just, you've just you got a CD32 version of Mind Games that's available. Um, <clears throat> I've got it linked on the... On the uh, there it is. And uh, uh, once again, the CD32 getting all kinds of love. Mm-hmm. The CD32 is better now than... It, Ever was, and it was originally out in the, in, in the, on the shelves. Uh, uh, I love it, <clears throat> and so you can actually get this game and play it. I mean, it's it's good to go. Uh, so, and it looks it looks pretty good, doesn't you, it? You think it was based on the John Lennon song? No, hmm. unless I don't remember the X Men part of Mind Games. <laughs> Is Mind Wolverine's Games? Wolverine's playing the Mind Games. <laughs> Is Mind Games a character? Is he one of the X-Men? I don't think that's a guy. Oh. I think they're actually having Mind Games. Mm. Hey, I don't know, man. You're the comic guy. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like that came from anything. It didn't? No. I, mean, oh, I don't okay. know. Maybe. Who knows? Um, anyway, kind of neat. Pick it up. I'll probably have a look at that. Uh, I'll get back to Chris Folds here in a moment. <laughs> um, I got a bone to pick with him. Um, let me see if there's anything else of any consequence. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, well, no, not really. If you, oh, do, do you want to talk about the? Uh, yeah, let's talk about this. Go back to that. This is uh, we've had a little uh, quiet, dignified contest going on here, and Chris has won and just whooped multiple hineys here, and so I, I don't know what to say. I, I don't know what to say about that. So apparently it, it was very it was very um, it was very painful to see that kind of time put up. Yeah, but apparently and there's a cheat. That yeah, he, he, he says in the caption of the the photo. So his his time was two fifteen. He said after remembering the sneaky reverse on the snort line tri- trick. I so. remember getting two twenty three. I believe it was, and I thought, man, I will never be beaten. Mm. And he crushed that. So you got to learn what the sneaky reverse start line trick is. <sighs> Do I have to go there to win? I have to cheat. 
But really, I don't think it is a cheat. I think it's just part of the game. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. But I'll find out. <laughs> For sure. Very clever, Chris. Yeah. Very yeah. clever. Um, what do you got? We've got tons of site stuff. Go ahead. Well, um, so site updates. Uh, Gary Hucker posted an awesome <coughs> video kind of detailing what you can do with the GoTek floppy emulator. Yes. I, uh, I read that. Um, or watched it. Was it, yeah, that was that the video? I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he also put up a video about how to clean your A six hundred keyboard. <laughs> yeah, and so which is apparently seems like a pretty intense task. Um, Chris Folds uh, put up a video uh, that he continues in his series of wacky British show tie-in games. Hello, 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 hello. So uh, you said you'd seen that. Was I've that seen, did they play that on PBS? I watch a lot of no. I you know it's maybe they do. I don't recall where I saw it, but I, I caught one episode with a friend of mine who loved the show. Mm. And I thought it was funny, but I had no idea what was going on. I watch a lot of, I saw a lot of the more popular British shows from, I guess, a certain era. You know, Father Ted. Of course, I'm a big Black Adder fan. Um, I, we watched, um, uh, what was the other one we watched? Father Ted's Irish. Father Ted still was on the BBC. Yeah, but it's it's Irish. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's I'm talking British. It was the what does BBC stand for? British broadcast. And where was Father Ted broadcast? What's well, it? That's what I'm saying. And just that's where I watched it, man. I'm not no disparaging remarks. I just don't want to get. I don't want to get any emails from Jarlith or any of our other Irish. No, fans I, I, by no means. I mean, I, that reminds me of something. The uh, 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 the Amiga convention. That's I believe true. Is Amiga in, Ireland. Uh, I believe it's on the 21st. Um, we probably should mention that since uh, they've been very nice to us over yeah, there. Yeah, Amiga Ireland 2017. Uh, looks like January 21st. Let's go ahead and put that up on the screen. So this is, uh, looks like at the Prince of Wales Hotel in Athlone, 14 euros per person. And uh, so it looks like they're going to have the uh, Cincy Tournament. Uh, racing tournaments, of course, speed run competitions. They're even programming stuff. A soldering workshop. Hey, that's tremendous. That's must know Man, stuff. Man, I'd love to go. Look there. at the guests they've got. And roll down. Let's see. I know David Pleasance, of course. Mm-hmm. What's the guy coming? A guy from Cloanto, Ravi and Paul from the Retro Hour podcast. Nice. Rob Cranley, the Amiga Future Magazine guy. I'm telling you, man, this is. This is the show to be at, and they invited us. They didn't even I know. They gave I, us comp tickets. It, I think that's I think it's tremendous, and I, I, I'm sure it's going to be great. And I can, I'm glad that uh, the retro hour guys are going. So hopefully they'll have some, some live coverage. content, yeah. You know of what we're missing, so I can be more sick about it. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, anyway, I had not seen Hello Hello. I enjoyed the one episode I saw, but again, I had no idea who these people were, and right. I've seen a bunch of British stuff or something near Britain mm-hmm. that I that I can't remember the name of but i've seen you know i've I catch stuff here and there and just kind of come in midway you know yeah yeah but uh, you know i i like a lot of the stuff i've you know of course i'm a typical american doofus right i love the benny hill right <laughs> i love the young ones I, you know i like the how about uh, are you being served you like that I, no, I've, I've not no, I've not seen that one you haven't seen that i mean one. I've, okay. i'm sure i've went past them but i didn't sit and watch yeah. it so you know monty python of course i love that so so anyway, uh, moving on, Dreamcatcher, uh, he uh, covers a game called Sword in the Rose, which yes. is absolutely nothing like Ghosts and Goblins. It's funny, because when we were looking for games to pick, I had a look at that one, and I thought to myself, what in God's name is this? And I, I mean, I played it, and it, it is a poor game, mm-hmm. it was, as he noted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite poor. Uh, so that, I think that wraps it up, except... Or perhaps the biggest news of the week, uh, the Amigos podcast now officially has its own magazine. Bum, bum, bum. So, uh, this magazine is called the Amigos Podcast Magazine. Brilliant. <laughs> and uh, it is, um, the, it's, a, it's a labor of love by uh, new Amigos staff member, Spy Hunter, from the UK. And what he's done is he has a huge collection of Amiga magazines from back in the day. Um, 
He's got, uh, you know, Amiga format. I can't remember them all. I'm sure I'll say the wrong titles if I try to name them. But anyway, he's going back and taking the best articles from one single month from all of those magazines and compiling them into one publication. And I'll just kind of scroll through this a little bit so you can see it. But um, he's got uh, news from back in the day. So the, the top story is the CDTV was delayed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the CDTV, yeah. uh, he's even got charts. He's got the music charts from the, the you know from 1990. This, this issue focuses on November, <laughs> December 1990. Um, look at that, <laughs> that drive for the fi- the 500. Yeah, yeah. that's a goes around the side. Yeah. yeah. Um, and on, he's got some, he's got some vintage ads here. Wrath of the Demon. Yeah. Did you ever play that one? I have not played it. I, I know I've, I've, I've got the disc for it, but I've never actually sat down <laughs> and played it. And then at the end, um, he talks about, oh, there's some great, yeah, yeah, some great Roger Dean, Psygnosis art. Um, and then in the next issue, he's actually going to do some original content. He's going to talk about uh, the GPD XD, which is sort of the um, successor to your GPS or your uh, what is that called? GP two uh, X. Yeah, the GP two X. This is sort of the next generation. Really, because it had a successor, which the name fails me. Do you think it might be GPD XD? No, I mean that may be the newest version. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I kind of lost track after yeah. the yeah. Uh, but this thing the, is the Wiz. The GP2X Wiz, uh, okay. it's called. And it might not be the direct successor, but the, I was <clears> checking <throat> it out, and it looks very similar. It's basically an emulation machine. It's just designed to emulate stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's got a clamshell design like a Game Boy, uh, like the 3DS. You know? Oh, I see. I see. And, uh, and, but we're also going to be interviewed in the next A couple issue. handsome men in that yeah, picture there. Yeah. So um, look forward to that. that. You can check out this issue if you just head over to AmigosPodcast.com and you can download the PDF and read it at your leisure. Let me tell you quickly why I love this. Not just because it's got Amigos splashed all over it or my beautiful face. That's a big part of it. It, This fellow, Spy Hunter, great game by the way, um, he took the initiative, which again, much like all the guys that, that, that do work on the Amigo stuff, he took this initiative, and he said, I mean, if you think about, I'm going to use Dreamcatch as an example, or Royal Gary stuff, a lot of stuff will, these guys have sat down, and really, they're, they're putting down magazine quality stuff. Mm-hmm. This guy went and took, and did all this research to find all these ads and stuff, and, and in the right time frame. And it's a, I sat down and read this thing, and it was, it's a quick, it's a quick. I really read. appreciate the brevity. Right, that's that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This is a shot glass of entertainment. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I mean, and the thing is, what I was thinking to myself, I whipped through this thing and I read it, you know, cover to cover, mm-hmm. and I, in probably I don't know, ten minutes, mm-hmm. and it probably took him a thousand hours to sit down and do all <laughs> but this. But you know, like nothing against Amiga Future, <laughs> but you open that thing up and the type, it's you know, size eight font. And it's there. It's just so dense, and you're like, boy, this is, you know, it's just. It's sometimes it's nice to have something kind of light you can read. Maybe if you're on the bus, something like that. Here, here's my thing. Amiga Future's great. I am so dense that a lot of the stuff in that book, right I don't know what the hell head. they're talking about yeah. because I don't do modern Amiga stuff, mm-hmm. right? I want to read about the games. I like to see the old prices. The ads are cool. Yeah. Like, I was looking over the ads. I'm like, man, look at these features. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to try this game. Like, Wrath of the Demon was the one I was looking at. The, uh, um, I like the, I, you know, I'm a sucker for the nostalgia stuff. I like the fact that you list the bands that were in the top ten. Or, you know, that stuff I'll, I, simple, but it works. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it was, it was a very pleasant surprise. I yeah. really, I really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. so, um, and the fact that it's under the moniker of the Amigos is uh, is very nice. Good job. I think it's great. And if you just want something you can glance over real quick, that's not going to... Well, you, wrote, you can just go through it, like you said, on the bus or whatever. It's just perfect. enjoy it. Just it's enjoy it. It's perfect. So, uh, once again, thank you to Spy Hunter for the first issue. We look forward to uh, the January issue soon. Um so, Aaron, I thought that we'd do something a little bit special before we get into the game this week. Okay. Okay. Is it game-related? It is game-related. Well, before we do that, let me, okay. let me address one thing. Okay. Address <clears throat> it. Uh, on, uh, if anyone that watched our uh, your party video and they saw you go around with the setup, mm-hmm. a guy commented on your joystick that you had on the Amiga. All right? I'm looking there at it There it is. Right I went, I'm going to bring it over right now. This joystick... This joystick is amazing. It's garbage. 
I'm trying to play hybrids, and I think I'd have been better off using the mouse. <laughs> it's horrible. It's broken. It's got a button that sucks. The button is <clears throat> great. It's got great response. No. It's tactile. It's not tactile. It's craptile. <laughs> Show them this joystick. So this is the gym stick. It looks a lot like an Atari 2600 joystick, but I put little furniture things on it to keep it from sliding around. When I was younger, I bit off the top of the joystick in a fit of rage. That's great. So out of my hands, I bit up where your mouth is. Oh, yeah. I chewed the heck out of that. Um, You know, it's nice and broken. It's nice and loose. It's It's nice and broken. You're right. I mean, you could get a 360. I do all kinds of, uh, you know, spinning power Uh drivers with this thing. So this is crap. I'm going to set it up here. You see this thing. It's crap. So on loan from the Dowdy Collection. So I don't ever have to put up with this again. I have brought over this. The Wicco Command Control Joystick. The finest joystick amongst the finest Wicco ever created. The finest is the Wicco I've got, but you can't have that. This joystick here is a beaut. I got two of these. I've got a pair. And I thought, you know, this one's just sitting here. Boat could use it. And so here it is. This has never been wow, used. Wow, brand new inbox. NIB, Complete as they say. Complete with the manual. Right? It's a good feeling button. Now, I bought this for $10 each. This originally looks like they were selling this thing for $30. A bargain in any time period. Yes. So that is on loan from the Dowdy, from the Dowdy Museum of Fine Art. Now, feel the smooth. That's a beauty. I'll feel the smooth. Let me feel it. That's a, it's stiff. Because it's brand new. You're going to be breaking this in. You're the man. I give this for your use. Well, thank you, Aaron. Feel Boy, that. I mean, that really feels good. Yeah. Now, compare it with this <laughs> bitten up, grungy looking thing. Ooh, I hate to even touch it. Good God almighty, that's no good. So, please, play more Amiga with that. Okay. Your score's one proof. Okay. So will mine. We'll leave those out here for the the. All right, the I'm going to put the, the divider back in here. So yeah. what do you got? Let's go ahead and get into your Okay, thing. so uh, we've got... I've got a little game I want to play with you. Oh, okay. Okay, this is the eBay game. All okay. right, all right. I've, there were three auctions that ended this past week. Okay. And I wanted to see if you can guess the prices. <laughs> wow. Not really giving me much to go on. All right, um... So let's see. Oh, and uh, we just had a quick question from the chat. Bam Biker says, "Is that the? Tr- is that the? Tr- oh yeah, it's the trick cheat time. That's the. So he used whatever cheat that was to um to to get that time. All right. Uh, let's see. So the first game or the first thing is an Amiga Four Thousand Tower. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to read you the description. So this is one of those games that you and Brent both come up with that are designed to make me look like a raving idiot. <laughs> so Got it. This is a 4,000 tower in quick pack configuration. All right. Hard drive and the same kind I had yeah. with workbench. Um, let's see, 3.1 discs included. It's got an 040, uh, 2 megs chip RAM, 16 meg fast RAM. Um, it's tested and working. The monitor, keyboard, and mouse are not included. No keyboard, eh? Yep. So, what price did this sell for? Did it, did it say it had a hard drive? Um, no. So it's just a bootable. For they said it was a four thousand. Oh yeah, hard drive and CD-ROM with workbench. Does it's it say? Big. Does it say how big the drive doesn't is? Doesn't say. Um, and this is the price, including shipping. That thing's heavy to ship. I can tell you that from shipping one. Um, Let's go with 800 bucks. You are wrong by a lot. Okay. Is it do way you more? Think, do you think it's way more? Yeah, way, way more. Way more. 2,500 bucks. Ooh, those have went up substantially since I sold mine. That's an incredible amount of money for... Uh, I mean, look at that thing. If well, that's I what saw they that, look like. If though. I saw that in a thrift store, if I didn't see the bowling ball on the front of it... If I saw it in a thrift store, I'd, I'd crap my pants <laughs> as I was throwing the, my wallet at the chick that worked by the counter. <laughs> Me, me. I mean, but if you didn't see that the the logo down there, it just looks like your normal. You, you know, know, you know why I under I, I, my first thought was twelve hundred bucks, which is mm-hmm. still way low. I undersold it because number one, it doesn't come with a keyboard. 
As I recall, the 4,000 keyboards are, I can't remember if it's a, I think it's a special type of keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, look at the, it's got a spacer in it that's the wrong color. That's the sure sign of shadiness. It doesn't list the price of the hard drive. Right. You know. The capacity. And now, on the flip side, those are, I mean, you're not going to see that many. Yeah. What country is this in? Uh, this was all United States. Hmm. That's probably, not, I didn't take that into consideration. Because mm-hmm. those are hard to come by every year. That's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. Now, you really displayed that perfectly with the lighter fluid beside it. <laughs> right. The staging And was the keyboard immaculate. monitor, which you don't get. <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping these. And whatever the heck that black stuff is over there. <laughs> okay. Corpses of his enemies. Here's the next okay, one. Okay, I botched that. Okay. Um, it's like an Amiga 500 with a compact flag. So this is How's an auction. Working? Oh, that's a vampire. Yeah, this is from, this is just a uh, Amiga 500. Put us down here, okay. So uh, this is—I'm sorry. This is just a vampire. This is the Amiga 500 Vampire 500 V2 Plus. Now I actually monitored a couple of these auctions with, the, uh, and so depending on which one of these it was, these were going for. I think the first one went for like 650 bucks somewhere in that ballpark. Okay, you're close. Five hundred fifty. That's probably the second one or third one. They sold multiple, mm-hmm. multiple. Well, as soon as they sell one, they immediately put a new one up. Really? Yeah. So they're. I don't blame them. They're making a lot more money than they were charging. Right. But they're not out yet. I don't think. Yeah. So that's yeah. probably why they're making such money. Yeah. So uh, you're you're close on that one. That's good. Yeah. Okay. One more, and this is kind of a, an off the wall selection. Oh. This. This is a vintage lot of 21 Compute Magazines, yeah. 1983 to 1985. So this would have covered the very beginnings of the Amiga. In fact, you can see for the last issue, the, the cover story is Amiga's Amazing Graphics. Well, the Amiga was not the only ma- thing it, that Compute covered. It covered all the computers, as I recall. And I yeah, Compute I multi- thought Compute was a crap. You were not a fan. Well, I mean, I do think it had... I, I think it was one of the... Computer says I had basic versions you could type in, so there's that. But I don't remember thinking that there uh, that was any great shakes. So you got here. What do we got here? We got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, Twenty-one. Twenty-one of these mm-hmm. things. Oh, and that's including shipping. Shipping. Yep. I sold a bunch of magazines a couple years ago. Uh, PC gamers. I made a fortune on these things. Mm-hmm. By the way. Um, let's go with. Uh, Sixty bucks. Dead on. Sixty bucks. Yeah. Very good, Aaron. Thank you, man. Finally. Yeah. Good work. Um. I never liked that magazine. I'll be honest. Like I said, I didn't do it. Didn't do it for me. Okay, Bandbiker was playing along in the chat. He he was guessed really close on all those. So uh, yeah. very good, Bandbiker. All right, it's time to move on to the game. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, man. Oh. You know, I have prior experience with karate. Oh, really? <laughs> Tell me about it. I was a third-degree brown belt, coach to Satan, Southern West Virginia karate. Mm. Now, you know, one thing that I neglected to ask you the past 200 times you mentioned that <laughs> is the um, is the dojo still in operation today? No. Mm. Not that I'm aware of. Sad. Well, if it was still open, would you take Luke over there? No. Because they pissed me off. That's why I quit. <laughs> so, yeah. So, International Karate. International Karate. You know, I keep thinking of that song, International Love. I've not heard that song. Somebody out there has probably heard it. Who sings it? I have no idea. Well, well, I mean, Debbie Reynolds? No. Evening Christmas. International Karate Plus. Uh, Released in 1988. Uh, what a year 88 was. Uh, I was seven. What's that? I was seven. You were seven years old. I was close to that. Yeah. Um, seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do some real karate moves on you right now. Um, the uh, it came on one disc. Uh, number of players, two. Although I've heard... Well, I'll get into this later, but I heard about this mystical version of this that would allow you to play three people at once. I would... That'd be sweet. Yeah. First, um, this was put out. Uh, uh, this was put out by an outfit. Well, it was put out by System Three, and it was developed by a guy named Archer McLean, which we talked about him briefly a few minutes ago. 
Um, he did not do a lot of things, but what he did do was very well received. Uh, one of the probably his big claim to fame, aside from IK Plus, would be Drop Zone on the C64, which is a very popular game that I've not played. Have you ever played that? You know, I've heard about it, but I can't even think about what kind of a game it is. And I'm guessing a lot of his games start on the Atari, so I'm guessing. Do you know if there was a Drop Zone for the uh, old Atari computers? I don't. Because I know Atari was his like base system uh, when he was when he was bringing this stuff out. In fact, so this wasn't uh, this was a base. I think this was a base of the Atari ST as well. Um, so he also did um, he did Jimmy uh, Jimmy White's Whirlwind, which we talked about, Whirlwind Snooker, and uh, I read an interview with him where he briefly spoke about it, and he was talking about how they had made this. He had really gotten into the uh, technical side of programming, the mathematical side, and Snooker was a, a logical choice for that sort of thing. And he came out with it, and he, someone suggested, hey, you should get Jimmy White, which apparently, do you know who Jimmy White is? Is he a Snooker player? He is. <laughs> good, good guess, <laughs> uh, apparently he's Just the, a guess. Apparently, he's the big Mac Daddy of soccer players. Uh from back in the day. I, again, I, I know him only because I've seen his name on the game. But uh, apparently he's a real hell of a player. And, and these guys, once he signed on to the game, they became buddies and they hang out and stuff. I know, in fact, it's funny that I was listening to that episode of Retro Asylum and they mentioned, uh, they mentioned Archer and and they mentioned his exploits with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So, and I've read an interview that they still hang out. So, so that's kind of neat. They would go and make a, a, a snooker game, and then the world's greatest snooker player would hang out with him. Yeah, I don't know if they yeah. talk snooker. Anyway, um, <clears throat> of course, International Karate Plus is a sequel to International Karate, uh, which was a sort of a, a two-man version of this mm-hmm. with a few minor differences. Um, this, uh, this game has uh, pretty darn good music uh, done by a fellow named Dave Lowe. Or Lowe, however you want to pronounce it. He did some music and some stuff that we played. Uh, he did Afterburner, Altered Beast on the Amiga. Um, he did Darius Plus, which I liked. He did the music for Elite 2, uh, Super Street Fighter 2. So he did. <clears throat> he had a pretty good uh, stretch of, uh, of uh, work on there. Uh, this game was developed by Software Studios, which is basically sort of like a, a subset of Activision. Um, they did actually some of the same stuff that we just mentioned. Uh, you know, uh, Lowe worked a lot of Activision stuff, so they, they did Afterburner, Altered Beast, Super Hang-On, which I believe you you like Super Hang-On, I do, didn't you? I like yeah. it a lot. Um, so, what is the game? <clears throat> well, it's pretty simple, really, isn't it? <clears throat> you, uh, you have a karate man... You are on the screen with two other karate mans, and then you do karate to each other, man. That's right. Um, it's a sort of a one joystick version of of uh, karate, karate champ. champ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's for one joystick and one button. You can get a pretty good amount There's of moves a lot of in moves. there. I believe all in total, if you cut everything, include like walk, is like it's like sixteen moves it's you can do. Incredible how many moves it is. Um, the uh, it's a very popular game all over the world, and that's why it's international. <coughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. The what did you? I guess to start off, well, we should mention it was also released in a bunch of systems. Um, the usual suspects: Amstrad, Atari ST, the C64. It's funny. I looked at all these versions before we get too far into it. And of course, the Game Boy uh, Game Boy Advance. Did you know it was on there? Uh, I did because as I was looking for a video to play in the background, yeah. I saw the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, um, it was out in a virtual console, which I actually have. The, they released like four C sixty four games, and I think that was one of them. Um, the Sinclair, of course, the PlayStation. I'm guessing it was out on a uh, some sort of you know retro thing. Um, the funny thing about all these things. They all look a lot alike, even like the uh, the really um, like low low res. I mean, they're they're very similar. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly similar. It's just you know the the more colors probably on the Amiga version. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't think the Amiga version, with the exception of the resolution, looks any better than any of the other ones. Really? I mean, for the most part, it looks a lot like 
They all look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. I read that this got converted from ST. I think they did the conversion. I think they did the conversion in seven days. Oh wow! Now, before we even get into the gameplay or anything, the uh, when I, I've, I I'd forgotten about this game until I played it. I had played this once years before, and I remember seeing the format of three men in, in a fighting game, and I was just baffled. And so I thought. That something had went wrong on the computer, and I kept I was hitting function keys and mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, what the hell's happening here? How do I just get two players? Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Well, you don't get two players, <laughs> and I, I didn't understand what the hell was happening. Uh, so it's a weird that's a weird play format to me, right? But it's interesting, and we'll get into that in a minute. But the one thing I, I I'll say right up front, I like the music. Mm-hmm. I like the game is fun. This game underperforms on the Amiga in a big way. They could have done a lot more than they did. If this thing's looking like the C64 version, and I mean even the Game Boy Advance version, the guy's a little more defined. Is he? You can see the kind of expression on his face. His cheeks are kind of rosy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's the same gimmick. There's not. I mean, there's the, and the guys look a tiny bit better. And this is the Game Boy freaking Advance, man. Yeah. You know, and the Amiga. They could. There's one background. Mm-hmm. What is that? And that's that's the that's the thing. I mean, there's there for me. The pros are <laughs> there's a ton of moves. Yes. For, and and the moves you feel like you can figure them out and give it enough time. Yes. Um, there's not very much slowdown. You know, when you got a lot of things going on on the screen, yeah, things still are smooth. I agree. I enjoyed the mini games. I yeah. thought they were fun, varied. Yeah. Um, but the cons are, you know, there's no background change. If they would have just put in different backgrounds for each stage, it would have made a world of difference. And the first one has that. That's the thing that really gets me. Mm-hmm. Now, people will contend that there are things going on in the background that are interesting. And they're right. There's a lot of little uh, wacky things that happen. There, you know, you'll see fish jump out of the water and birds fly over. And occasionally something really weird will happen. Uh, you know, and mm-hmm. but... Uh, it's one background, man. One yeah. background. Now, the background is animated nicely. I mean, the water looks good and the yeah. sunset and stuff. If they could have just taken that... Like, imagine like a snow background with like snow falling, like the lotus level where snow's falling or something like that. I would have accepted, say, four backgrounds. And yeah. I'd have been like, well, that's not that many, but it's okay. Right. And if they but if they cycled every four, <laughs> then, I mean, you would have felt like you were doing something. I mean, the problem that I had with this game was that you... One thing that back, changing backgrounds do, there's a psychological part of it that makes you feel like you're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. In a game where you get nowhere, you basically fight and fight and fight and fight until you die, mm-hmm. right? Um, and once you get past the concept that you're fighting two guys, uh, that, that once that novel approach wears off, then you're just, it just, to me it just felt like it got, I know we're getting cream for this, but it felt like it got kind of old. Even in Karate Champ, <clears throat> When you went around, it was more fulfilling to me, and I love I love me some Karate Champ. Uh, I, I I I like I like I like the fact that the two joystick setup works great. Now, given the controls in this, they do a good job. In fact, I don't have a problem with the controls. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the gameplay. I don't have a problem with the music. The graphics are. I have do have a problem with the graphics just because again I think they under. They they didn't he convert they converted it mm-hmm. they were done right and this this is the way they did every version you know even the black and white one with the with the color clash and stuff it looks pretty similar it's just in black and white you know um, so all that aside before we totally yeah. crush this thing what did you like about it aside from the what do you so you said you like the uh, the mini games. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the mini games were that good either. Well, you know, it, it the Amiga added variety. got the cool balls. Yep. And they, you know, a lot of games just, it would just be one thing after another. Anytime <laughs> that there's mini games. I'm just a fan of mini games. I like mini games, but did this add really that much variety? There's two of them. They're not Are very good. Are there only two? Yeah. I thought there were more and I only got to two. Look, there's that guy's head spinning yeah, around. But I mean, I mean, um, you know, uh, Bam Biker in the chat, he said this would be a perfect game for somebody to go in and hack in extra backgrounds scenes. Absolutely. Um, again, for... And, and the thing is, this appeared on the CD32. We should talk about that. Um, yeah, I, so I, it got a standalone release. A it disc. did. Yeah, correct. 
And I read the article that uh, Amiga Power, I think, put out, or Amiga Format. And it was the one, it's, it, it was the example of, that, of how they introduced the audience to what's called, they go, this game is what's called shovelware. <laughs> That's what they said in the article. They said, this is a, uh, like, uh, it was a, a 700K game on a disc that holds 500 meg. That's mm-hmm. what they phrased. And they're right. They changed nothing on the CD32 version except the buttons. I believe they added support for the other buttons. And one of the buttons drops your trousers. Right. Which I, I will say, I do like that. <laughs> I, do, I like the fact that they say drop your trouser button. Yeah, I was going to say, what were we talking about dropping trowel in the last episode? Too? <laughs> I believe we were. Uh, uh, the guys move smoothly. Everything, that's fine. But I mean, when you're talking about the CD32... That's it. That's all you change, and you release this as a, and this wasn't a budget title, mm-hmm. man. Uh, and if they, and the magazine had so much respect for the game, they still gave it a decent score. But they said this is shovelware. Right. You know, it is what it is. It's just lazy. It's mm-hmm. a lazy release. That's, yeah. that's my problem with it. Yeah. It had so much potential mm-hmm. to uh, to be something special. Mm-hmm. You know. Let's just get to the root of the gameplay. That so those are things I don't like. What did you think about fighting two guys? At first, it seemed cool, but then it just got really chaotic because a lot of times the guys are overlapping with each other, and the hitboxes are so kind of um, unknowable that you're never sure what's what's making <laughs> contact and what's not. Yeah, um, I, there are parts of me that liked fighting two guys. I will say it was different. What I would have liked to have seen. Is you start off fighting one lame guy, right? Then you fight an advanced guy. Mm-hmm. Then you fight an expert guy. Then you fight two lame guys. Right? They could have used that extra game progression. They know, and you could have earned your belts. Mm-hmm. You could have, uh, you could have earned respect. There could have been, a, you know, there could have been something, trophies, anything. Right? You know, why break that out immediately? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, again, a lost opportunity. To, to make the game more interesting. Because what you look at on the screen with three guys running amok uh, is awesome. It's neat to watch, you know. But it should be saved for after you earn the ability to get that far, in my opinion. You know, um, it's a bummer, you know. And I, this game's got a lot of acclaim. I really love I mean, people love it. It finishes real high on all the lists and stuff. Maybe I'm a karate champ snob. I will say... Well, here's the thing. How can you play Karate Champ on the Amiga? The answer is you can't. No, I think they didn't release Karate Champ on the Amiga. Didn't they? I think if they did, this game would not rank as highly as it does. Well, this game was sued. (laughs) Was this the game that got sued? I think it was the game that got sued. I thought it was a different game. No, uh, Well, they sued a couple games. They sued this and they sued Way of Exploding Fist. Uh, And... and, uh, um, you know, the uh, I and I, I remember playing Wave of the Exploding Fist. I remember the name of, it, but do you remember anything about that game? Because it wasn't on the Amiga. I thought it was just an arcade game. <coughs> or was it a C sixty four game? I don't remember. I just remember the name because I remember thinking it's a cool name. Yeah, I remember when Rob did. He did some episode of Sprite <laughs> Castle and uh, was talking about all the games that were sued by Karate Champ. But the uh, the truth of the matter is, I think Karate Champ's a better game. Even with the three people, I try. Now there are parts of this I thought were neat. I liked some of the moves. I liked the dub, the the Van Dam split kick mm-hmm. they added in the yep. headbutt, and I liked the, those uh, were new. Yeah, yeah. I thought the the, the way that um, just all the different types of moves, like I was, it was just really unexpected. I walked into this thinking it would be like Kung Fu or um, Kung Fu Master. You know, where you have your low kick, your high kick, and your punch. And there's so much more than that. Yeah, well, you know, uh, um, like I said, they did a good job on the fighting. Like, another fighting game along the same lines of this one is a game called Panza Kickboxing, which I've also pushed on the show back in the day. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to do a, a playthrough. I think this week I'm going to do a bunch of karate games. That would be cool. But, again, this is another game I like more because there's a progression. You start fighting in, in a gym. You move to a bigger arena. You get more people in the arena. You're fighting for belts. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something at stake. Uh, there's there's a lot going on. The backgrounds change. You know, the ring girl even changes. You know, and 
it makes it more something you can play for a long period of time. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, like I said, this game runs great. And it runs so well that uh, um, I wonder if they could have added a fourth guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to it if you'd wanted. But three people, I'm like you. Eventually, you're overlapping. It's kind of hard to dodge. You're Sometimes, they just walk up and hit you in the back. I do like the point system where you'll get more points if you land a clean shot in the, to the face as opposed to just ramming somebody in the back, kicking them <laughs> Headbutting him or whatever. That always is funny though, but I, and, and I do it every chance I get, just for laughs. And I was I was playing this with my son, and he was trying to follow what was going on. It, it was it was tough. It, yeah. it, it does it just gets crazy after a while. Um, Bam Biker said there is a uh, an Amiga Karate Champ. Yeah, I um, thought there was. Yeah, it's for the OCS, aka Champ. So uh, he and he put a, a video up of that on YouTube. So. Beautiful. Uh, but overall, you know. I wanted to like the game. I don't hate it. It's not like it's a it's not a clunker, mm-hmm. but I thought it was poorly executed. And I will say this: it has the all-time greatest pause screen when all the guys lined up in different colors. Really, it's I never awesome. paused it, so we'll have to do yeah, that. Yeah, it looks through. great. Uh, it, the, the pause screen is tremendous, and I like the old master. And I like when he comes out and says like you need to try harder mm-hmm. or this kind of that. I mean, but I mean that's that's pretty standard fare. Let's face it. Yeah. And the background they included was great. Mm-hmm. I want six more. Right. You know, and the music was good. That's pretty much all I can say. Yeah. Did you check this out on eBay? I did. I did check this out on eBay. First, I do want to mention something, speaking of that. When I was looking for this on eBay, someone has a, um, it's in the United States, I think. It's a 3D diorama art shadow box of this game that they made Mm -hmm. themselves. And it's all the different guys from the pause screen, like all lined up doing karate. And That's it look, awesome. It's awesome looking. It's thirty bucks. Someone should go buy this before I'm tempted to go get it. I don't know if they made more of these. I didn't look to see if they if they'd made a ton of them, but I thought it was real. I thought it was real neat looking. Um, so in France right now, if you're one of our French listeners, there's a uh, there's a box set that was like a. Uh, it was released by their budget outfit, which I think is Hit Squad. It includes uh, um, IK Plus, Voyager, R-Type, and Bio Challenge. You can get it shipped 66 bucks US. Right? Kind of pricey, but you get four games. In Germany, you can get a sealed 32X copy of this. 350 bucks or best offer and 15 bucks shipping. In the US, you can get a copy of the uh, CD32 version. Which presumably would be an NTSC, forty-four bucks shipped. So, kind of pricey. Okay, yeah, they, you know, they may get they may come and be lower. I don't know how rare the thirty-two X yeah. one is, but then again, why would you want it? Right. You can drop your trousers. <laughs> That's what a it. wacky thing. Did you you keep saying thirty-two X instead? I mean thirty. Yeah, CD thirty-two. Sorry. Boy, how many times have I done that over the past couple of months? <laughs> About a million. Um, we do have one more um, piece of trivia from. Chris Folds, of course. Um, Archer is uh, the poker, and he's a bit of a legend in the UK. Yeah, I, I, I um, heard that. He said, uh, Chris has been lucky enough to hang out with him on a few occasions. <laughs> really? And, yeah, I uh, even posted some pics uh, of him uh, signing some International Karate Plus uh, canvas prints. Awesome. Yeah, um, and uh, he even has his phone number in his cell phone. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, we won't tell him about this. Right. You know, the thing is, and I, this is not uh, backtracking here, but I think part of this, the problem that I have with this game is the it hasn't aged well for me. Mm-hmm. I've played a lot of fighting games over the years, you know, and uh, the dynamic of three people, it's not something that's been done very much. Right. I mean, I guess you get into like a... I mean, how many multiple fight person fighting games can you think of where you're all on the screen at once fighting? With not counting like a Smash Brothers mm-hmm. or what, what was that one for the Dreamcast Power Stone? Mm-hmm. Power Stone. There probably hasn't been more than a handful. Yeah. So the concept is unique. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And there's part of me that really likes that. You know the the dynamic of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wish it'd been implemented better. Like right. I said. Well, getting back to Archer, um, he said that uh, he actually. Um, he has a massive arcade at his house and used to store arcade games. So it sounds like a guy that we'd want to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, uh, Chris says Drop Zone on the C64 and International Karate Plus on the C64 and then the Amiga by him and Jeff Crammon's F1 are the games that spark his interest in programming. 
So that's how Chris got the... This was part of it, International Karate. So, um... I guess we should mention the reviews. Let's mention the reviews. They were huge. This game did great. 80s, um, 9 out of 10s, you know, pretty much across the board. Um, the lowest score I see here was a 78. So, I mean, it was pretty It was pretty popular when it was released. Like I said, even though the CD32 version was a, you know, a, a, a dud, it still got decent scores, to, especially considering its age. I think the review I read was like 94, something ludicrous, or 92. So, if you consider this was from 88, you know, it's a, quite amazing. Um. So, before we go, we have one other new feature of the, new feature. Of the show. All right. Okay. So, this is a uh, Ask John and Aaron segment of the podcast. Okay. So, I, I floated this idea on Twitter, and we got massive response. Really? One person wrote in questions. Wow. Uh, so, but... You know, from small seeds, great things come. Oh, yeah. And plus, Bambiker asked some questions here we can answer. Let's start with his. Well, first he has a suggestion. I should title our Twitch videos something different than just Amigos so people can find what they want to watch. So, yes, Bambiker, that's very true. I will do that. A lot of people think we're Mexican. Well, that comes with a name like Amigos. I don't know who came up with that. Some fool. Orale! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Bambiker also asks... Uh, what games have we covered that can play, can be played two-player over serial cable that you can think of? Stud Car Racer. Yep, covered that. Um, Lotus 2. <coughs> yes, right. yeah, Lotus. Uh, in fact, that one can be played with... I think both of us can play with different machines. Mm -hmm. What about... Um, could you play? Could you do that with Lemmings? No. Mm. How about so. Populous? Yes. Uh, you could play... I think it had mode and play... Or so it may have had yeah, that may be one mm -hmm. yeah. Gosh, we have there aren't that many that I can think of. I'm trying to go back through our back catalog here. Yeah, because most of the stuff we you know we haven't done like like there's stuff like there are flight simulators like Fighter Fighter Pro I think it's name that one's one you could do it on but we haven't done that yet. Um, let me think. There weren't there's just a handful mm -hmm. you know so I those are the ones that those spring are the to ones mind, that I yeah. can think of. Okay. Um, and uh, our buddy Jonas uh, from O'Brien's wrote in with the following questions, okay? So, question number one. All right. This is for both of us. All right. What do your wives think of the podcast? Do they watch the episodes? I'm not married, but I have a girlfriend who finds the entire enterprise mildly amusing. But uh, I think secretly she's proud of it in a weird way. And... Uh, I don't. Do you think she's ever watched? She has. One I know she has. Podcast. I know she's at least listened to some, and she thinks it's very nerdy. And she also wonders why people care about a computer that's this old, and and why they're all European. For the most part, so those are all valid questions. Yeah. <laughs> and I just basically go, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, whatever you say, honey." So my wife, um, I I don't know that she's ever actually listened to the podcast. But she hears it every week regardless because she's right upstairs. Right now. <laughs> so, um, but she she thinks it's cool that uh, we have, you know, the community that surrounds the podcast is so nice. And she, she likes that, you know, we got gifts at Christmas and stuff like that. So she's very supportive of it. So That is, I tell Tree, you know, uh, when we had the Christmas show, I took home some of the candy we got sent, you know. And uh, she, well, she thought it was great. She loved it so much. And she loved the last batch, too. And that is one thing that... It gets hurt. I mean, it really, it, I'm perpetually surprised. I mean, when we started this, we didn't think, I honestly didn't think we'd get anyone that would listen at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no idea that people, you know, so far to, to have gotten as big as it has, it's, it's very, it's gratifying in a, in a very bizarre way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so question two, this is for you, Aaron. All right. What is your current Amiga setup? Well, I've got the 1200. I'm using my Wicco stick, which I had on the show. Uh, I've got a Compact Flash. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't remember the name, the size of it right now. Now, the Wicco stick that you have is not the same as this no. Wicco stick. The Wicco I have is the handheld. It's the Wicco white Ergo. One. The Ergo. Tremendous. Trem number one with a bullet. This one's good, though. Um, so I've got the Compact Flash. And then I've got the PCMCIA Flash Adapter, which is tremendous. It lets me ferry stuff back and forth between the PC uh, quite nicely. Um, 
and I'm running it on a old, it's a it's an as old a flat panel LCD monitor as you can find. That's mm. uh, you it's a TV actually. You saw it, that little LCD screen I've got, and it looks real nice on it, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it sounds does. good. Yeah, I got this thing at a believe it or not, I got it at a pet thrift store, the Paws and Shop. Yeah, on Hurricane, that's the one. And Main Street, I got it, and it was I think it was five dollars. Uh, and then I've got the CD32, which I've modded with a um, pointless switch, which I've talked about. Uh, and uh, I've been using it more here recently. Now, of course, now that's fixed, I've been using it quite a bit more. So um, I've got an accelerator in the 1200 that was the, in it when I got it. Mm-hmm. I've researched it. I found out what it was, but I'll be darned if I can remember what it is. Uh, and it has X amount of memory, which I don't remember either. So basically, I load boot it up. I full run of work, which most of all, I just, it's all games, man. Yeah. Games, games, games. So it does a good job for me. Now, if you were going to upgrade something, what's the next uh, big upgrade you're going to make? Or what changes to your Amiga setups will you be making in the near future? I would love to have, well, it's I can't do it, but I always wanted to have the uh, expansion for the CD32. Obviously, it's not going to happen on my now that that edge connector's gotten all the all the lands are jacked mm-hmm. up, but um, I would like to have a if the vampire gets good enough to where it lets you use the AGA chipset. I always wanted a six hundred that didn't suck. Mm-hmm. I like the footprint of the six hundred without that keypad, and I would like to have one of those with that, but with the AGA in it, you know, have it souped yeah. up. That would be sweet, you know. But honestly. Sort of like my New Year's thing we talked about in the pre-show. I'm pretty happy, man. I, I, I come home, I sit down, I play what I want instantly. You know, again, thanks to the WHD load, guys. And uh, it's great. <laughs> it's, just, it's just tremendous. So I've got no complaints. Probably won't. Mm-hmm. Probably I don't plan on any major changes in the near future. But you never know. If I come across that nice piece of hardware, I'd be in. You know. Okay, this question's for me. All right. What musical instruments do you play, and what is your favorite one? <coughs> well, uh, I am a middle school band director, so I play every band instrument. I can pick up anything that's in the band, and I can play it to some extent. Uh, are you are you really bad at anything? Uh, I'm really bad at string instruments, like the violin and stuff like that. Um, the worst band instrument that I play, I used to be pretty bad at flute, but I've improved. Mm-hmm. Um, my best instrument is the trombone. That's what I majored in in school. I play a fair bit of guitar and trumpet um, and uh, play a little tuba every once in a while. How's your baritone? My baritone skills are, are pretty great because the baritone and the trombone are almost the same thing. Uh-huh. So I, I could get by playing the baritone. Um but the woodwinds, you know, when I first got this job four years ago, it had been a long time since I took those courses in college. Yeah, and I, I had to reteach myself so I could teach my students. Can and you play was, xylophone, drums, that stuff? I can do all that stuff. Can you uh, can you play harp? No, I cannot play harp. I would love to. And my piano skills are rather poor for someone in my position. How about harmonica? No. Can I, I wish I could. Wish Mouth I could bust harp. it out. Uh, yes, I can play that. Tremendous. I can play that. We should, oh, we should have some of that new theme. I, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you ever practice when uh, you're at home? Sometimes. For example, I teach uh, a high school trombone student, and he's playing some pretty advanced stuff, so I have to practice before his lesson so I don't look like a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if I'm playing a musical, you know, I'm playing quite a few musicals here in Charleston, and I'll practice my music for that. Do you play banjo? I can play banjo if it's a tenor four-string banjo, because then you can tune it like a guitar. Tremendous. You're in. You should be at the Vandalia Festival. Uh, One-man band. Well, I, I often attend the Vandalia Festival, but rarely <laughs> perform, because those people are on a different they're on a different level. They're tremendous. <laughs> Vandalia is a uh, local sort of mountaineer folk music festival yeah. it's, it's pretty great. much the one of the the best things about living in the state it is one of the best things absolutely yeah. those are good questions yeah um so thanks jonas for yeah. writing in if you have any questions please write in at questions at amigospodcast.com and we'll answer them on the show all right uh let's go ahead and take a quick second to thank our supporters so uh we've got uh david mccrandles jason warns graham vebke rob o'hara Paul Harrington, Laurent Giroux, Jonas Rulo, Colbjorn Barman, Tapes from the Crypt, 
Adam Bradley, Chris Foles, Will Williams, Daniel Bingston, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Chad Halstead, and Brent Dowdy. And as always, if you'd like to support the podcast and the videos and all the other stuff, just head on over to patreon.com slash amigos podcast. All right, Aaron. What are we going to do next week? We're not actually going to play Jimmy White Snooker, are we? I think we should do oh, it. Oh, come on, man. That's going to be a tough one to squeeze a whole episode out about. <laughs> I bet we can do it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why don't we do two pool games? We'll do that two one plus games. another one. And we'll pick, we'll dig one at random. Okay. All right? All right. Pool. So, Jimmy White Snooker next week? Nothing brings in the listeners like pool yep. on the radio. Hey, this is this is, this is is Snooker. It's It's... I don't even know how to play snooker. We're going to learn. I've snookered a sucker or two myself. We're going to do that it. That probably means something hideous over, over there. You know? don't, yeah, don't say yeah. that. It's, it's bad. All right, guys. Until next time, adios. adios.